Welcome to the Kwekua Hinijin Audio Library. Kwekua Hinijin is an African evangelist, prophet, pastor, and teacher of the Word of God. His aim is to reach all the lost souls in the world, no matter the cost. Join us as we listen to our prophet today as he preaches one of his messages from the Love Arena Church, Accra, Ghana. Hallelujah! Celebrate Jesus wherever you are right now. Oh yes, he's worthy to be celebrated. Well, well, well. Hallelujah. Well, well, well. This happens to be the last Sunday in the month of November 2023. It's a great thing. And it's a great blessing. It's a great opportunity. A great privilege. To be seated at the presence of the Lord. Once again. To hear of his word. To know what is right for us in this time and season. And we are very proud of the opportunity that we have this life in us. To be able to dwell in his word. And to get a full understanding of his word. Amen. And so, it's a blessing. I want to welcome you to today's wonderful prophetic encounter service. Get your notes ready. We are coming to learn something from the Bible. And today, um, I think for the past few days at the Global Day of Prayer, for the past three days, I've been sharing with you on the knowledge of who you are. And I am going to continue sharing on that. The knowledge of who you are. That is what we are treating today. The knowledge of who you are. The knowledge of who you are. First of all, I've not explained this much or I've not explained this in detail at the Global Day of Prayer. But one thing I'll, I'll do here is that I'll explain it in a much detailed form so that we can all be able to um, know the truth or the legibility of what I'm actually saying so that you can associate or relate with it very well. Amen. So first of all, what is knowledge? Knowledge in itself, I've explained knowledge before and I was, I explained it as knowledge is a piece of information, processed facts because um, information is a collection of raw facts or processed raw facts. So it's a, a process or it's a way, knowledge is a set of information that somebody obtains which gives a certain conscience to use. So for example, you know that when you are tired, you have the knowledge to sleep. At times too, you don't have the knowledge to sleep. The knowledge itself plays out for you. So, for example, when you see some... That's why they say silly questions require silly answers. And I'm good at that. I will give you a silly answer right now. Listen. And I'm not being mean, but it's just... It's part of life. Do you, do you see? It all, it's all a learning process. It's all a way of obtaining knowledge that when you do this or that to this person, you are likely to get this result. <laughs> are you there? Okay. So, as I was saying... Um, for example, knowledge is what will tell you that somebody is eating. 
and then you go and ask the person that oh who did you are now or are you eating or uh, what are you doing uh-huh such questions if it were you what would you reply with me for let me be brutally honest i'll be like no i'm not eating i'm not i'm not eating i'm scrubbing the roofs and it's all a way of knowledge because you can clearly see what the person is doing but you ask the person that what are you doing Ah, don't do that. But it's all a process of learning. At times to our mothers, whenever they send us to go and get something, maybe they'll send you that, okay, go and carry my bag for me from the room. And then maybe she's sitting in the hall, the living room, the dining room, whatever. She can send you, go and take my pants, go and take this. And you'd go. And when you go, obviously, okay, if it's a bag, let me use it. Aha. Uh-huh. So let me switch it rather. She's in her room. She left her bag in the hall or on the dining table or wherever. And then she comes and she's like, pick my bag for me from the home. So you go and get the bag. You go and get the bag and then you are like, where should I place it? Because obviously you'd ask that question because truly, truly, you don't know where to place it. But maybe you may be standing right by a table. Then you'll be asking that, where do I place it? Or at times, even when you go and get water for them or food, where do I place it? Do I place it on the table? Because at that moment, you tell me I'm confused. Then you'll be like, can I put it on my head? Don't be stupid to do that. Hallelujah. But it's all a learning process to let us know how to obtain knowledge. Because when they do that to us, we gain the conscience that when you are being sent, there's a certain place or a certain mode in which I want things. Or it gives you a certain conscience that, okay, don't ask this question, don't ask that question. Know what to do at the right time. Do you understand? So in such situations, they are rhetorical or it doesn't really have a certain answer as to how it works or the manner in which it works do you understand what i'm saying yes so that is it and that is all i can let you know so basically knowledge is something that will give you a conscience so when you learn that you know that okay then don't ask this question or that question don't ask this don't ask that just do what they put the thing there or put it where they want it to be and then let it be there if you put it there and they correct you the next time you know that don't put it there you put it here and all of that is a way of obtaining knowledge it gives you the conscience that next time when you are going put it here instead of there but at times when we ask it's also to obtain knowledge hallelujah so that's knowledge knowledge is a piece of information that we learn or that we obtain that is given to us that gives us a certain conscience, right? It gives us a certain conscience. Are you there? So it gives us a certain conscience about our lives and the way in which our lives operate. Amen. Now, the latter part of the topic, who you are. Who are you? Who are you? Don't tell me your name. I don't want to, I don't need your name really. But who are you? Are you there? Who are you? You can 
take two approaches to this. You can use the approach of your worldly perception of who you are. I am Casey Kweku or Henejan. I am so so and so years old. I have the parents, Mr. and Mrs. or Henejan, etc. etc. But when it comes to who we spiritually are, very, very few people know who they are. So that is what I'm going to be talking to you about today. The knowledge of who you are as a Christian or as a human being as you dwell on this earth. Number one, first point. To know who you are, you must seek knowledge. Did you get that? To know who you are, you must seek knowledge. Like I said, knowledge is an information that you obtain, specially. Mm? And you act based on it. So what is a conscience? A conscience is basically... A mode or a way in which you are to act at a certain period in time. So at times when we have a certain situation, some people will be like, Oh, it is my conscience which pushed me to do which conscience? That's the Holy Spirit. You are saying saying it's a conscience. A conscience, like I said, we are spirit men. So everything is influenced by spirit. So you can go by that. But your conscience is actually a way in which you act. So it is the action that the spirit is making that, sorry, let me go let me go over that again it is the action that is influenced by the spirits that you are processing or doing that becomes the conscience or you are lost are you lost you can't be lost be found all that i'm saying is that if we are really talking about conscience it is the action so it is not the spirits but the action the Ability to heed or to know what to do at that time or to execute that action is what we call the conscience. So, for example, if you're with a certain person or when you're with a friend, you know how to act around the friend. Likewise, when you are also with your boyfriend or girlfriend, it also depends on how you act. The action, the the different actions over there is the conscience. The knowing and the ability to know how to act at a certain point or certain period in time. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that is the conscience. That is the conscience. So now, like I say, the knowledge of who we are is what will give us the conscience. First of all, like I asked, first question. Who are you? Some would say, I'm a child of God. Some would say, I am so so and so. Do you know where I work? Do you know the person that I know? Blah, blah, blah. No. Who are you spiritually? This topic may seem like maybe a common topic that maybe everybody talks about. Who are you? 
or the knowledge of who you are. Obiabe to me abe kasa or everybody can come and say, okay, I'm so so and so, I'm this, I'm that, and this is how I operate. This is my workplace and so and things like that. But this is a spiritual topic, so think about it spiritually inclined. Who are you? When we say this is this, can we? No, or can we have the ability or the understanding that this is who you are and we can find you like this every day? Who you are? Who are you? First of all, in order, like I said, in order to know who you are, you have to seek knowledge. In order to know who you are, you need to seek knowledge. I'll show you something in the book of Proverbs. Let's open our Bibles very quickly. I'm going to show you something. And um, I believe that as I'm showing you this, you'll be blessed, changed, transformed, renewed and restored in His glorious and prosperous name. Amen. Okay, so... Knowledge, or yes, knowledge is also another word for wisdom. Amen. Knowledge is also another word for wisdom. To justify the facts, right? To justify the fact of you needing to get knowledge to know who you are, open to the book of Proverbs. Open to the book of Proverbs. And I'm going to direct you to where you are to open to. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. It says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Do you understand this scripture that we just read? It says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. If you obtain knowledge, point two, and you do not understand the reason why you have that knowledge or so write that first part first if you get knowledge you obtain knowledge and you do not understand how and why you got that knowledge it is pointless to an abyss abyss is a b y s s It is pointless, vacant, empty. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, let me explain this point. So I think I've explained point one quite clearly. Right? Or you need more explanation. Okay, so that's where we are heading to. That's what presented point two. So point two, as I was saying, or as I, um, I was expressing right now, if you have knowledge... That you do not know what to use for. You do not understand the knowledge. Even the knowledge that you have, somebody is teaching you something. 
when whenever you are being taught something, know that you are receiving knowledge. But as to whether you understand what the person is teaching you is what is the problem. So if you obtain knowledge and you do not know why you obtained it, and most importantly, you do not understand it, it is pointless to an abyss. If there are any corrections to your point, kindly make it. That is what I actually meant to say. But how to put in the English was the problem. If you obtain knowledge and you do not know why you obtain that knowledge and you do not understand the knowledge, it is pointless to an abyss. It is vague because it is like this case I saw last time in a video um, that I was scrolling through. I was scrolling through the internet and then I saw it the last time on a video or in a video. And funny enough, the situation or the fact of the matter was that with what was happening at this certain point in time, somebody had come to a lawyer and uh, they were going and they, he was asking some questions that so you borrowed a loan to learn a certain course and he said yes and he said what course are you learning and he said english and he said ah you are learning english and he said yes and he said ah the english that you are learning there or the um the english that you are learning in the university is it some special english that you've kept somewhere you are using there alternate one or that it is the English that you are learning there and he said no this is the English I say and he had borrowed like I think it was a student's loan or something right it was actually a student's loan or something of that sort so he was saying I think he had borrowed money the case was with money he was saying that ah so wait to after he said that uh, the English uh, uh, this is the English that he's fixing now said can you return it and he said the money and he said no the English because if you borrow that amount of money to learn this English then I don't see the point of you learning it so it's better you go and return the English or you are on your own because in this particular case I cannot help you because I mean, the English was just like any other normal Nigerian. So why would you go and specialize in English? Knowing what you know you use it for. And why would you borrow that much to learn something that we already speak normally? Me, whenever I'm going for an exam, I don't learn English. That knowledge isn't necessary. There are specific aspects that you learn in English, but that is it. The rest, you don't learn. Because it automatically comes from knowledge from other people that we obtain from other people pastor chris has a message on three kinds of knowledge today our pastor taught us about that but that's not why i'm talking about that first of all you need to know who you are before you know how to use the knowledge that are there the knowledges that are there there are types of it are you there yes so First of all, like I said, if you obtain knowledge and you do not know how to, you don't know why you obtain that knowledge. Number one. Number two, you don't even 
understand the knowledge that you've gotten, then it is pointless. For example, you walk into a university or you go to university and you don't know why you went to study this and that course. Now what's it for? You've gone to study, you've wasted all your money acting that you cannot get a job. Meanwhile, you could have studied something better that could get you a job or a ready-made job instantly. That's why at times people rather look at, you know, the the people look at, you know, um, everything and then just say, I'm picking the practical jobs. But afterwards, there's a ready-made job. So that's why most people study medicine. Because after studying the knowledge, you actually get to implement it immediately. But at times, in certain situations, after they study the knowledge, they always say, before you know, most of the knowledge is gone. So when they actually get a field where they can implement the knowledge, they've forgotten everything. Unless they are putting it to work and they are taking it in every day. But even without one craft for how long? So it is better to get knowledge that will actually come to use and that will be at your fingertips every day than to get knowledge that always you have to be reminding yourself of. That is why it is right to get the knowledge of God. That is why it says, knowledge is good. Wisdom is the principal thing because it is the way to understand how life works. But as you are getting the knowledge, get it with understanding. So as you have received eternal life, you need to get the understanding of the eternal life that you have received. Do you understand what the word of God is saying here? I think you do. So that is it. Now, first of all, now in those two notes, rule a line. And in after that line, write who you are in Christ Jesus. Who you are in Christ Jesus. Write that down somewhere. Who you are in Christ Jesus. Write that down. Who you are in Christ Jesus. Number one, you are a success. You are a success. Nothing fails in your hands. You always have the ability and the prosperity to be successful. Nothing fails in your hands. Always and every day, everything prospers in your hands. That's why you have to keep it at work. Because if you don't have this knowledge, there's no way that you'll be able to use it. And if you're not able to use it, it will fade away. It will fade off. That is why whenever you study and you do not revise on what you studied, it goes away. It's gone into the air. Gone, just like that. So it's like you've wasted your time. That is why you need to revise constantly on what you've learned. And to put it to practice or put it to work. Amen. Okay, so now, um, another thing that I want us to focus on. Another thing that I want us to focus on. After, apart from being a success, you are rich. I always use this verse, and I'm going to show it to you today. Amen. And um, let's go 
to Ephesians, the book of Ephesians chapter 3 and the verse number 14. The book of Ephesians chapter 3 and the verse number 14. It says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole world is, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened in might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye be rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth all, which passeth knowledge, that he might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. This is the book of Ephesians and it's telling us that he will grant us, that he would grant you. He will. So that it means that there's a preamble to the will. Alright? Before a will works or before you see, wood is the pa- uh, will is the past sorry, um, wood is the past tense of will. And if we speak of will physically, before a will can work for somebody, before a will can work for a, a somebody or a certain group of people, what then must happen before the will comes in place? The person must what? Die. So it means that there is a preamble. This preamble is the knowledge that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory. Before that thing actually comes to be. So before the, the, the will comes in place, the person has to die. So there is always a preamble before the will comes. I mean, I have not read the will before. I have not written one too. When it gets to the time I write one, I will enlighten you on more of this. Was More of this. Yes. So having the knowledge of this at the back of your head, it is it is what will give you those riches. So having the knowledge of it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the knowledge of who you are. First of all, know that you are success. That's one. Number two, you are rich. Number three, you are prosperous. I'm moving forward. Number four, you are blessed and anointed. Two in one. Number five, you are a gift. Number one, you are success. Number two, you are rich. Number three, you are prosperous. Number four, you are blessed and anointed. And then number five, you are... Um, oh, oh, I just said it. Number five, uh, five, you are blessed. Wait, no, number four was you are blessed and anointed. Number five is where I said you are gifts. This is what I'll share with you to the end. So we are now at number two. Number three, you are prosperous. What is prosperity? Prosperity is when you are bound in something to the extent that it doesn't finish. First of all, 
you will need to have the knowledge that you are abounding in life. How many remember the last time they got sick? Everlasting life. If you can't remember, if you felt okay, if you felt sick recently, then it is because you did not have this knowledge. But after this knowledge, I can assure you that eternal life is yours. Therefore, you will not be able to even have the ability to get sick again. I don't remember the last time I got sick. The last time they vaccinated me was when I was a child. Yesterday, you guys saw the documentary. Very, very humorous. You guys saw the documentary. It wasn't nice. Children. Little, little children. Putting all these things inside their pomade, their hair products, their whatever. They, all these things. And nobody is saying anything. The Bible says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So as for we, we will not keep quiet. But what even brought me to that is that you are prosperous. After, look at this. So, because and it will all draw back to point five, you are a gift. Everybody is a gift. Do you know that? Nobody is not. Everyone is a gift. Children, once upon a time, all the people that you are seeing in the world were once children. Once upon a time, they were children. If you don't know, once upon a time, they were also children. Yes. And they grew up. Once upon a time, they were children. Everybody is a gift. So because you are a gift, and because God... Let's, let me take you to a certain scripture right now. Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 5. Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 5. It says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So because God knows that he knows you, he knows what you are going to become. And these are specific people. Everybody is a gift like I'm saying. But not everybody is a prophet. Everybody has the ability to see. But not everybody is a prophet. Indirectly some are. It is those who have the knowledge to understand how they can work in that office. That have it or that use it to its fullest form. This is very coded. It's complex. And it's a very complex thing, and we've not gotten anywhere. So, because God has preserved you all this while, or because He knows what you are going to become or what you are going to do at the end of the day for Him, He invested in your life. He gave you eternal life, although you didn't know Him that well yet. Some of you that are very well, and most of the young ministers that are in this church know God well, and that is why they were preserved. So they were preserved and they have been kept by God. Do you understand what I'm saying? They were preserved and they have been kept by God. Do 
they were preserved and they have been kept by God. So now, because they have been kept by God, God now knows that God knows the process of your life. He knows what you do at this stage and that thing. Just that He doesn't reveal it to you. So that's why you always need to pray for the spirit of revelation to know what will come, what how to do this, how to do this, and how to go a- along in life. Because maybe how you've planned your life is not how the way God has planned your life. The knowledge of who you are. So, yeah, we are prosperous. He now knew that you'd become a minister. He now knew that you'd become an epitome of grace. Uh, pouring out. Pouring out. Blessings. From all angles. He now he knew that you'd be pouring out blessings from all angles. You'd become a minister. And you'd grow in the knowledge. Growing in the grace. There's a scripture I want to also show you here. But the scripture I also want to show you here. This one, I'm sure some people are flipping their Bibles by heart. Second Peter, chapter three, verse seventeen. It says, "Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also be led away with the error of wicked, fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace." And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. It says what about growing grace? So it has given you knowledge as to what to do. And since you did it, now you've not got things thick again. When we talk about prosperity, we don't only talk about health. Hey, we don't only talk about money. Yeah, no, no. When we say prosperity, it means somebody who abounds in something. One thing you abound in is life. You are a giver of life. You abound in with life. That is why then God gave us the knowledge that we can go out. We should go out and heal the sick to raise the dead. Pray for people. Because... He is expecting that by now you know who you are, what you can do, the power you can bring out of you to make things happen. And all this is through one knowledge, the knowledge of prayer. So you are prosperous. When we talk about prosperity, you don't only abound in money. You abound in health. You abound in all things that are prosperous. And to the name of God that is prosperous. Abound in all things whatsoever. You abound in life. You abound in your job, in your business. But some people say, but I'm not abounding. My life is still the same. My job is still the same. I said, now that you know this, go out. And implement this knowledge. Have this conscience that you are bound. And it shall be so. Glory to God. After I said you are prosperous. What else did I say? Yes, yes, success. You are prosperous. And then I said you are blessed and anointed. First of all. God has blessed all of us. 
and beautiful and wonderful faces did we show yesterday at Global Day of Prayer. All of us. Some knew how some knew, uh, uh, look, sorry. Some knew how some looked. We all discovered who we are, all those who are behind the ministry. God has blessed all of us with looks, everything. Forgive me if I'm going through too fast, but I have a time limit. We all knew who we are, what we are. God has blessed us a lot. He has blessed us with so many good things, good advantages in life. So many good things. Praise the Lord. Okay. So, God has blessed us. And as he has blessed us, we are to live in the blessing. And I'm meant to work out of it. I'd advise you to go and listen to the month of blessings, message of the month. That is November 2023. I spoke on the art of blessings on the first day. The message has been uploaded, so you can go and listen to it on Apple uh, Podcasts. You can listen to it on Spotify. You can listen to it on YouTube. Everywhere, Google Podcasts, wherever you want to listen to it, it's available there. Just tell us where it's not available and we'll be there in just 24 hours or 72 hours. or We'll just be there. So just let us know. Amen. And we will be there. You understand? Yeah. So you need to understand or have the knowledge or the mindsets of this. The knowledge, like I said, the knowledge of this in your head. This type of thing. Bless. I'm blessed. Blessing. I taught you a lot of that this month. We had a day of blessings. And I told you that there's going to be a particular day where there will be an outpouring of blessings. And I know many have been blessed. Those who know me, those who don't know me. And those who are associated my, or in, with my name and those who are not associated. Blessed people always have a mindset of positivity. Blessed people are productive. They they abound in everything. So blessings is just like a classification of being a success and a prosperity. So that's just to make you understand that. But if you want more clarity on blessings, go to the, go and advise you to listen to the message, the art of blessings after service. Anointing. What is the anointing? It is a selection, a sanctification of you, a Christian, or yes, somebody who believes in Jesus Christ, maybe a Christian. It is a selection of a Christian to do the work of God, that is to share. In other words, be highlighted. When we say sanctification, sanctification is Separating yourself for God or separating yourself for something. So sanctification. Out of the multitude, you separate. You take out one person and then you use the person. If you have the knowledge that you are sanctified, you can do the work of God. When you pray about it to God, Every listen and don't only think that when it comes to the work of God, we only do it through preaching. No, sanctification at times out of all the people, God can sanctify you for singing. 
At times, even ushering, God can sanctify you and send you to do ushering. It's not only the work of God. All these things are part of the work of God. The work of God does not only talk about preaching, as I am, but some are also selected into the work of the ministry. And even in those places, singing and at times those people are pastors, those people are teachers, because through singing you teach people, you advise people, you enlighten people, you express how people feel. You become a teacher in the kingdom of God, in the temple. The knowledge of this is what will keep you safe. It is what will continue to enlighten you, change your rank and dimension in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Okay. Number five, I believe. You are a gift. Ephesians. Ephesians. Chapter 4. Verse 10. Ephesians chapter 4 and the verse number 10. It says, He descended. He that descended is the same, also ascended far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for oh this is it this i'm looking for a specific word yes go to ephesians chapter 4 and the verse number 8 it says wherefore he said when he ascended upon high he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men and boy the gifts apostles prophets evangelists pastors teachers and all these are included in the work of god no matter what you are somebody can be an usher but just because of the fact that they are not on stage does not mean that they are not a pastor because through that work of god god will enlighten you everybody has a spirit it's not it is not that an usher has you know a smaller spirit it may look like the smallest place but if if they are not there and they don't open the doors for the people or they don't clean the church or they don't make the church look nice before the beginning of service, the church wouldn't be possible because cleanliness is next to godliness. They are the ones who take care of all these things and they should be appreciated for it. It is not the smallest place in the church. Everybody is vital in the church. And these people are also filled with the Holy Spirit. Sanctifying them to be these gifts that have been stated. Go back to the scripture. Yes. So somebody can be an usher, but just because they are not on stage preaching does not mean that they are not a pastor in themselves. All these things, they are there. And one day you realize that an usher, they may call him or her up on stage. And you realize the amount of impact that will come out of the person's mouth. So that is why people who are looked down upon, they do very well when it comes to ministry. Because they are looked down upon. People think that, oh, well, what at all can he say? He's just an usher in the church. No! All these people are gifts. The knowledge of this is what will prepare you to work for the Lord. 
Hallelujah. This is the knowledge of who you are. This is who you are. This is your life. Make it your life. And you will forever enjoy life. There will be nothing impossible for you. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Begin to thank the Lord and praise His holy name. Father Lord who art in heaven, we thank you and we praise your holy name, we worship you. We give you all the glory, the adoration, the thanksgiving and the praise. We thank you for who you have made us. And we thank you for the knowledge to know who we are. To know who you have made us, O oh Lord. Take all the praise. Take all the glory. The honor and the thanksgiving is yours today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for listening to today's message. This message was brought to you by Peko Energy Ministries, the Love Arena Church. Love Arena Media Productions and Love Arena Music. Did you enjoy today's message? Do you want to hear more of the Word of God? Simply search for Quaker Hennigan Love Arena on any one of these audio podcast platforms Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. You can also search for Quaker Hennigan on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. God bless you and see you another time for another wonderful message ministration by Quaker Hennigan.